morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Well, man, I am fantastic. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you got good levels over there? Yeah, everything looks good. Okay, good. Well, let's welcome our audience to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. It is Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with John and Ray, and we are very happy to have you as uh, listeners. Yeah, and we're, we're here today to talk about the power of positivity. We are. Right? And, hey... That can go the other way, too. Let's, yeah. let's just say whatever you're thinking about is the way you're going to interact with the world. Amen. So why not make it positive? Right. Right. It's a choice, Ray. I, I love it. And we're going to throw at you some science, some, uh, what else? It's, Revelry. <laughs> I don't know. Debauchery. No. <laughs> to show that this is true. Okay. It's scientific. Right. This isn't just, you know, who do smoke and fire and, you know, let's roll the wheel of good fortune. No. No, there's science behind this. There is. It's probably uh, more studied today than ever before. Uh, you, you, you know, I think there's a whole section in bookstores now of... Really? Things, oh yeah, lending themselves to And I haven't been in a bookstore forever. I know. The last time I was in a bookstore was to buy a gift for a kid. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. All right. Kids love books, right? No. No? No. Well, that... they like spending time with their parents, and that's who usually reads them a book. Okay. I mean, for the most part, I assume. Yeah. No. Kids like video games. Oh. Well, don't yeah. get me started, Ray. Oh, boy. And, you know. The, so the when decline. that kid tore open that book, he was probably like, oh, great, a book. <laughs> <laughs> Look at there, Johnny. I got you a book. I don't, well, I mean, like three-year-olds don't know what a video game is, do they? Uh, they, they know do. what videos are, though. Yeah. Hand yeah. them an iPad when they're six months old and go, here. There you go. <laughs> that should last you until you're 17. Mommy's got wine to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are firm believers in the power of positive thinking. We are. And uh, Both of us. This is kind of how we... Like, formed our friendship in the beginning, right? Yeah. We both worked in a dealership, uh, didn't know each other. Nope. And, uh, you know, we were just, that salesman over there and that salesman over there. And then we got to talking one day, just kind of chilling out, talking about the uh, the secret. Right. And I had recently heard about it, and you were seemed very well informed. So, man, we just started talking about the secret and the law of attraction Right. And, uh, you know, the power of thought, all of these things. Yeah. It's really cool stuff to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, but my uh, education is in psychology, did master's work in psychology. And so that's always been a fascination of mine. And then seeing The Secret, right, the documentary, if people aren't familiar with it, there's a book, a workbook. I think they're, you know. The documentary is probably uh, it, the most popular form of The Secret. Now they've got, you know, the T-shirt and the coffee mug, <laughs> everything under the sun. But it just goes into, you know, kind of the, not just the metaphysical aspect of it, but the scientific aspect of the power of a thought, right? And a positive thought, they can actually measure its power uh, and how it, you know, even can, you can measure it from up to 10 feet away from the body. Really? Yeah. The, the law of attraction was another one that we talked about right. by a, a guy that I can't remember, David right. or Daniel or something. Uh, but then we both had a couple of authors that we like from the early 1900s. You right, like, yeah, from 1914, Charles Hanel. 
Charles Hanel, and yeah. he did what was his book? Uh, the Master Key System. Yeah, and it was actually, I mean, back in the you know early 1900s, they you know it was a correspondence course. Uh-huh. Right, people if they want to learn something, they would do you know. Now it would be the same thing as an online right. course would be today. Back when you when you got somewhere via train, right, and, and you actually went to the post office and sent letters to people, right. You with, would you send away for this you know coursework, and each week they would send you another you know materials to read and exercises to do, and and he created a a course, a correspondence course around being positive and the influence of your thoughts on your physical well-being and your environment and you know the situations so uh and i think a lot of the the current thinking originated back during that time with charles hanel maybe that's the case i'm not sure uh you know could have been around long before that this could have been you know it could have been doing this in ancient rome and we just don't know right but what I find cool about this or, or interesting is, okay, let's say that we just kind of discovered this in 1913. Right. Well, it, it's true and it works and I've witnessed it working in my life and I've seen other people use these concepts. Why does not everyone do this? Well, I mean, I just don't get it. Maybe just it's a lack of motivation. It's a lack of awareness. Right. But like you would think... And maybe that's why, you know, it's its own section in the library now. Right. After a hundred years, it's kind of grown and, and been validated as right. a area of science. But, you know, I don't know. I just think it's, it's odd that this tool would be available and known, and the whole wide world doesn't use it every day. Yeah, because yeah, it's not a, you know, you flip the switch and the light comes on, right? Yeah, it's, it's true. It, you know, it's... It did, you know, I was thinking positive today. Did more positive things happen to me? Well, I don't know what would have happened to me today had I been thinking negative. Right. right? There's no way to, you know, prove the Quantify. negative or disprove. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, all in perception. So therefore it gets beyond the realm and it's something that you have to actively do. So as life happens, I forget to actively be, I mean, I find myself all of a sudden, you know, I'll catch myself in a more negative mindset and I'll think, you know what? I, I just, I got to reset. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a choice, but, but there's that, that's the work aspect of it, right? It doesn't just happen. It has to be determined by you that I am going to be positive. One of my favorite quotes from Henry Ford is whether you believe you can or you believe you can't either way you're right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's what it, it comes down to. And what we've said is, you know, what, what's, what's the downside to employing the power of positive, right? You're a more positive person. So whether you're actually experiencing more positive interactions or they just, you're noticing the positive more, either way, you're, shoot, you're happier. <clears throat> well, let me dive into that train of thought for a moment. So I've told you about this situation. I was, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I got up one fall morning, and it was about, I don't know, 10 or 11 on a Saturday, and I thought, I'm going to get out and do something. You know, I'm going to, I don't know, go to an estate sale or go to the farmer's market or, you know, do something to experience Chattanooga. So I just hop in the car and head towards downtown. I figure there's got to be something going on downtown. Right. Well, on the way, I pulled over and kind of looked on my phone, you know, what are the events? Well, I found this little course, this little one-hour, one-time course about 
the law of attraction. Uh, so I, I go in and, and it was really cool. But one thing that it's funny, I'm looking here on your bottle on this plastic bottle it has this recycling symbol right that perfectly visualizes what i'm about to say about this power of thinking so this this coach drew on the whiteboard a circle right right and it's like three little arrows curved arrows that formed a circle right right just like the recycling thing you know right. this leads to this which leads to this okay so the top of it was thinking and what goes on in your mind and the way that you think well, this goes down the arrow to your language and the way you speak to others and the, your internal dialogue, what you say to yourself. Well, this goes down another arrow to your actions and how you interact with the world, you know, how you act towards people, how you perceive their actions, this kind of thing. Right. And, and then that produces a result, which is another arrow, which influences your thinking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... So you can wake up in the morning and think, man, that was a restful night. You know, it's going to be a beautiful day. You get up, you're thinking it's going to be a beautiful day. You're going to land this big deal or whatever. You go in talking about it and you're you know, telling Excited everybody. about it, right? Yeah. Well, then it happens and you're like, well, hey, that happened. I, I knew I was right. I knew something positive so was going to happen. Today. It further reinforces your thinking, which reinforces more talk, which reinforces more action, which, yeah. Yeah, which just, I mean, echoes and echoes and echoes. And before long, yeah, like you're saying, it's not a, you can see some results in the first day. Yeah. You know, if you do it for a day, I bet you'd have a better day. Well, I, I tell you. But if you do it for a year, man. You know, so my, my wife, and this is yeah. one of the things that they talk about in The Secret, right, mm -hmm. which we've watched Many times together, I think she's watched it, you know, darn near, you know, in the hundreds of times, yeah. right? Because she just really, you know, feels like the more she watches it, the more it impacts her thinking and the more she's employing it. But I think one right after one of the first times they talk about pulling into a parking lot and just visioning in your mind that you're going to get a spot up front. Yeah. And damn it, if she doesn't get a spot right up front every time, <laughs> right? And... Yeah, you know, I mean, if somebody just, as she's pulling through, somebody pulls out right up front or there's an open place or whatever. And, you know, I'm like, that, that's incredible that you yeah. are able to use the power of positive to get a spot up front. And then I think, and sometimes I even say to my own detriment, I'm like, well, God, if you, what are you wasting it on a parking spot for? <laughs> Why don't you, you know, empower some, you know, more money in our pocket, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you don't have very far to walk to get into the store, but shoot, you know? I mean, let's, 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 use this. Yeah, let's harness this for something we can really use, you know? I mean, get Daddy a new boat. Well, you know, the, the there's two funny things about that situation. Number one... Does she really always get the spot? Or do you guys just notice it together and go, oh, it worked. Look, hey, it worked. We got a spot. And then when it doesn't, you're like, oh, well, we'll park over here. Just I'm telling in. you, man. It, <laughs> it, it works. Either way, I think it comes down to what you said at the beginning is perception is reality. Right. If I perceive that that happens more often than not, then that's my reality. Absolutely. Right? Well... By the same token, this power of positivity, this power of the way that you think and speak and interact with others can produce positive results. Unfortunately, it can go the other way too. And I think we've all had those coworkers or people in our lives 
where you know you walk down the hall, hey Jane, how's it going today? Uh, I'm, uh, the boss is on my ass. He wants this report this afternoon. I, hell, he could have told me two weeks ago he needed this report. You know, yeah. and. You know, she's predicting her own failure. Right. You know, there's I never have enough time. I'm not going to be able to get it. I mean, I don't. You know, there's, oh, no, yeah. there's no way. Well, well, sure enough, she's not able to get it on time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew yeah. that was going to happen. Right. Well, and, and and I've known people. Right. And this. Your phone. Oh yeah. That's your, cool. your phone ringing over there, John. Yeah. Let's let's send them the voicemail, right? All right. Um, but I've known people uh, that you know, were the antithesis of the power of positive, right? right? They were the power of negative. Yeah. And even when good things would happen to them, they'd go, oh, but just wait. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was good, but just wait. Everything's going to go to crap. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're cursed, right? <laughs> you, it, it's true. Look you're, at you. You're more powerful than you right. realize. It's incredible. That, and then I watched the video, the, you know, really got into researching and looking into the power positive. I'm like, well, there you go. There's an example of the, the other side of that coin, which is, yeah, if you're just sitting around dwelling on the, well, things are going to go horribly. This isn't going to work out. And I've seen that occur as well. So, yeah, I don't want to be that. Right. <laughs> Who wants that? So, well, so let, yeah, we, let's talk about you know. I mean, we we talk to people in business, specifically dealerships. I mean, how do they employ this? Okay, uh, I, I think it can start from the top down. I mean, you know, that we are going to mirror our leaders, right. so to speak. You know, if the manager comes in Saturday morning sales meeting, all right, who left the keys in number 2112? Oh, yeah. All right, you're buying lunch today. You're getting donuts. Right. You know? Or, yeah, or worse, you know, we're off of our numbers and, you know, and because you guys suck and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, we've, we've joked about that yeah. many times where you How get this. How many times I got to tell you? We get the, you get this Saturday morning meeting or yeah. whatever sales meeting where you just get ripped first thing in the morning for like 30 minutes solid <laughs> of just you suck. And then they're like, all right. Go sell a car, right. right? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. After I just got dumped on by you as to how bad I suck. Yeah, let me walk. Hey, hey welcome yeah, to John Hickens yeah, Ford. Well, yeah. Hey, it's a wonderful day here. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, what can I get yeah. your information on today? And, and let's with, go get some balloons. Who wants to put some balloons out? Put some balloons out. But it's not who wants to put some balloons out. It's uh, get your ass over there and get some damn balloons out on the lot. That's why we're not selling any cars. Guys. <laughs> All right, let me go do the balloon duty. But uh, but it, in this lot party, right? Uh, yeah, go move them damn cars around. That's what's stopping us. But that's why that's why we're fifty percent off our number yeah. this month. Well, it's funny. I worked with uh, with a dealer group. And uh, the GM and I would be laughing because he said every time somebody comes in from corporate, the first thing they do is they rearrange the lot, yeah. right? I mean, they'll move the used cars from, you know, over here, over back, you know, back a little bit on the other side of the building. You know, oh, we need our new cars up front. And then somebody else from corporate will show up. Well, God, you, know, you need to take your used cars and put them up closer to the front. That's why. Uh, and he was like, you know, as if. As if any of that has anything to do with, you know, I mean, how much we're going to sell this month. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm guilty of that. I love lot parties, especially oh. in the fall, man. I love getting out there. Oh, that's, that's it's nice outside. Now in August, uh, uh, they're fun where they are. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Or middle of winter. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't When mind. it's snowing outside. I'd be cold and hot. 
But I, I think that your point that I really appreciate is the top-down kind of thing. I mean, right now, when in all of business, culture, company culture, you know, uh, is such a big buzzword. Is And I think this is uh, encapsulation of, do you have a positive culture where people enjoy being there? I mean, God, with the number of hours we put in at a dealership, you know, as an employee of a dealership, why the heck do you want to be somewhere for that many hours in a day where it just is, yeah. it's a negative environment? And you can tell, man. You can tell. I mean, oh. as consultants, we walk into a dealership, we can tell what the culture is. Within five minutes. No, but I think it's it's lead by example, right? Right. Be, the, be what you want your team to be. You know, if you want them to cuss and make fun of the guy with bad credit and say, oh, he's just a tire kicker, then you go out there and say those things. Right. You know? Yeah. But if you want them looking for a way to solve the puzzle, you know, that's what made me successful in my career is uh, I, I, for a short time, I worked at a smaller dealership. Well, we didn't get, you know, 20 ups a day. Right. You know, we might have three ups a day and two phone calls. Well, when you got one, brother, you sold them a car, right? Or you didn't eat. Or you didn't eat, right. And so you found a way. They came in with bad credit. They came in upside down. They came in saying, I'm just looking today. You know, I'm not buying for six months. You figured the puzzle out and put the pieces in place to make that deal make sense for the customer. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the power of positive thinking. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way. You know, that this guy can say yes. Absolutely. But then it goes all the way down to, you know, boots on the ground, right? I mean, yeah. you know, you are in control of your own destiny. Mm -hmm. So even if you're in an environment where you're not getting, you know, the the top-down positive, you can still go in you know, with that mindset of, man, I'm selling cars today. Amen. You know, I'm going to get too on the board. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's nothing that can slow me down. And... Yeah, it's it just it's it's a snowball effect. Well, that's uh, you know a quote I read the other day. I don't even remember who it was from, but uh, it was whether you feel like it or not, you are the face of the dealership. Right. And I think the, the quote was a trainer, someone I follow, talking to salespeople. Yeah. But hell, it's I mean, from the dealer, if you're out there talking to the public, if you're a GSM, GM, sales manager, service writer, uh, hell, if you're a BDC employee out there getting water from the a water tank and and you pass a customer on the way whether you feel like it or not you're the face of the dealership absolutely i mean and whether you got a cold or you you know you got troubles at home or financial worries I, I like what you said the other day is you have permission to leave those bags at the door right it's a disney has perfected that in in disney uh theme parks disney world and disneyland all the theme parks are considered the number one and has been for years number one customer experience organization in the world they've perfected the art right and one of the things that they do is any any of their team members they call them uh um Oh, crap. What like actors or something? No, yeah, they call them uh, cast members. Cast members. Right? Yeah, so yeah. any of their cast members, before they go out in front of the public, and it doesn't matter if they're selling hot dogs, taking tickets, or changing the trash, Yeah. anybody who's going to be customer-facing, pass by no less than three people who make sure they're in the right state of mind. 
Yeah. Right. And if any one of those people find they know you are not ready to go interact with our customers in a positive way, they can turn them around and go, yeah, you know, you're not going out today. Pull that eject cord and say, wait a minute. And that mentality, and it's not so much of we don't give a crap what's going on in your life. You know, the whole, you know, the beatings will continue until morale improves. It's, It's more from the perspective of, or at least when I'm coaching on it, I'll say, Here's the good news. Your problems are going to happen. But for the next eight hours, you can leave that outside. You have permission to just, you know, uh, disengage from that, uh, disconnect. And for the next eight hours, you're free of that. Yeah, this is your responsibility. Yeah, you can just focus on what you're doing and be positive. Now, unfortunately, when you get done here, it's waiting for you in your car. But until then, hey, you know what? Leave it outside. Put the happy face on, reset your mental state, and and go be successful. Okay. Well, let's talk about vibrating at a higher level. You know, we I gave Lawson Owen a hard time in the last episode. Right. You know, as a joke. It was an inside joke that, you know, you and I have with another group of people. Right. Uh, some consultants. But... But one thing that you and I, it's I think you started this when we first met Lawson. You're like, man, that guy vibrates at a higher level. Yeah. Or, you know, it's something that he says. He says all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right. What, what he expects of his employees is that, yeah. yeah, when you're when you're out there consulting or working with dealers on our behalf, man, I need you vibrating at a higher level. I need you to be the the energy, the ball of energy that's really pushing forward the the process and the the thinking. Yeah, and yeah, the culture. Right, right. Well, yeah. The uh, I, I read this paper the other day, and if you know, it's a CIA paper. Well, in it, it described, was it classified. It, it was classified from '83 until 2003, and then they declassified it. All right. It's been circulating the you know like for a couple of weeks. So it's like, legal for you to have that. It, it talks about. One of the points that they make is that they have studied the human heart and the human body. Right. And I think they've said that... that and this was a military study, right? Yeah, right, for, for the Army. Um, and it says that the, the organic cell, like the cell in a human body, vibrates at three hertz. You know, you tune on a radio dial, you go to 106.5, well, that's 106.5 kilohertz. Right. You know, and then we can measure your phone charger by how many hertz it puts out, right? And you plug something in the wall, that's 120, uh, I think it's 120 hertz or 120 Yeah, it's, it's 110 or 220 or, yeah. yeah. But whatever, it's hertz. Yeah. And if you stick a screwdriver in there, you could feel, if you've ever been electrocuted, you felt, bzzz, oh, you yeah. know, this this... These waves. Right. All right. So the human body has waves. It produces a sound, in other words. Yeah. And it's normally three hertz. I don't know your science is spot on. I mean, there may be electricians out there going, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Well, I don't know. Alternating current. Current, right? I mean, ACDC, all that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, I get your point. Please continue. (laughs) I just don't want anybody thinking that, you know, don't get distracted with the fact that, you know, John really, he's no electrician. Nope, nope, that's not right. That's not right. Oh, this guy doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. You're making a point. What I do know is what's in this paper and it says it's three hertz. Okay. That's what the human body, on average, right. between different people... The energy you know, waves coming off of a cell. Yeah, it's three hertz, which is three peaks 
I think per second. Yeah. That's what a hertz is. Right. By name well, you measure guy. it because it's a wave. It's a you, you think right. about it on like a screen where you're watching that wave go up and down and the bigger the peaks and valleys are, the well the, the higher bigger the hertz are. is the amplitude. Okay. And Look at you. you know, I just know this from playing guitar and okay. you know, having to deal with the electronics, but the 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 length of the wave, how many peaks there are in a second that's the hertz okay that's the frequency right and then there's amplitude which is are they small peaks or are they large peaks right that's the strength okay okay so so they studied they know the frequency and the amplitude of a normal human body right well part of what interferes with that and i'm going to get in kind of technical here for just a second is when your heart pumps blood it, it pumps down your from your heart down to your legs, right? Your aorta. Well, it sends a little wave when it goes down that vein, that I think it's called the aorta. Right. When it goes down there and then it hits where it branches off to your legs. Yeah. And it kind of rebounds and sends a wave back up. Well, if these pulses coming from your heart and then from your torso kind of hit each other, then it causes a little break in the frequency. Disruption of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So what they've done is they've studied it and they've come up with three ways that they've proven where you can influence that wave, that sign, S-I-N-E, uh, where if you get it in, in uh, con- where they don't get that disruption, where they don't bounce off each other, where it's just smooth and it flows through your body, right. then it pumps more blood to your brain, uh, which raises your hertz. And they've gotten it up to like five or so. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it sounds small, but it's almost double the frequency. So, literally, scientifically, that person's body is vibrating yeah, at a right. higher level yeah. than somebody else's body. And there you go. So, it's, it's crazy to, like, okay, you've heard that all your life. You know, that guy just vibrates at a higher level. Well, it's true. Yeah. He can. They, yeah, it is possible. Well, there's three ways to do that, and I won't dive in deeply into them, but I just want to briefly say that they found three ways. One is hypnosis, one is meditation, and one is biofeedback, which you're familiar with. I'm your, familiar with all background. three. Okay. So, in any rate, what these three things do in different ways is you, you got your left brain and your right brain. Yep. Your left hemisphere is the logic part, yep. the, the gateway Right. And the right is the feelings and artistic and emotions part. Right. So if you can get the left brain to tell the right brain that it's okay to feel loved or it's, you know, it's a good time to be happy. Right. The right brain won't question why. It'll just feel happy. Right. Because the left side is the logical part. Right. Yeah. yeah may, you may want to or be, you know, on the verge of experiencing something in the right brain, the emotion or, mm-hmm. you know, appreciation of art or music or whatever. Yeah, anger or but, sorrow or joy. But the left brain can block that by going, this isn't logical. Yeah. This, this doesn't make sense. This isn't the right yeah, time yeah, or no. this isn't the right, right. situation. It's what keeps you from saying something stupid in a crowd, hopefully, right? <laughs> yeah. I should tell that dirty joke. And the left brain says, no, I wouldn't yeah. do that. So, yeah. So, I'm wondering, your, your left brain might... <laughs> it might be a little dysfunctional. You, you know, it's funny, bro. You say things that. slip through. I, I was on a sled going down a hill when I was 13 years old or something around that age, and I sledded right into a car. Oh, God. And it fractured my skull oh. on the left side. 
Maybe that's when all that's my trouble started. <laughs> God, how about that? We figured it out. Yeah. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Goodwill hunting. Yeah, right. Are you going to give me a hug? I'm okay. No, my left brain won't allow me to. Okay, okay. Uh, but anyway, so just to kind of summarize all that, that there were three ways to kind of get your left brain to to allow access to your right brain without having to pass through the gateway, the logic of the left brain. Yeah. And once you, you did that, then again, it kind of raised your vibration level and because they were in congruency. Yeah. You know, they're beating because they, they have different beats. Yeah. Different hertz. You know, right. your left and right brain operate at different frequencies. So if you can get those frequencies in sync, well... So anyway, the meditation one is kind of what got me is, you know, if you will silence your thoughts, they say for as little as 15 minutes a day, yeah, then that kind of brings both hemispheres of your brain more into sync with each other. Yeah. Which, you know. Which is funny because, you know, I mean, that study was done what, in the 70s? Uh, 80s, 83. 80s. Okay, yeah. in 83. And the very first course in the master key system mm -hmm. from 1914 mm -hmm. is the you know because each each of these you know correspondence core sections had you know a learning piece and then an activity piece well the activity piece on the very first section is sit and just clear your mind and sit still without allowing any thought for 15 minutes yeah right which, i mean that's the first thing he tells you to do and it's oh my god, right? And, you know, and my my wife did, did it, and of course, like I said, she's big proponent of, of this, you know, the, this theory or the system, yeah, system. And uh, she was like, I I could not believe how hard that was, right? I mean, yeah. she said, you know, I'd sit there and think, all right, you know, set alarm. I'm just going to sit here and not think for for 15 minutes. And she said, a few minutes later, I find myself kind of thinking about this and, you know, following that train of thought. And then all of a sudden she'd go, oh, God, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, oh, crap. Yeah, let me try again. And she said she was lucky to get to five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just it, it's, a, it's a difficult task. Well, my, uh, my mother and stepfather are, are very, um, I don't know, they're in tune, you know, with the spiritual world, their spiritual selves. And they have meditated, especially my stepfather. He's meditated since the time I've known him, since I was six years old or something. Right. And this guy, I mean, he gets into it, brother. He, I remember being a kid, and he would literally stand on his head every morning for like 30 minutes. And that was his meditation time. Wow. Literally upside down, you know, on his, on his doing a headstand. Right. Uh, and that was his meditation, get his blood flowing to his brain. And, oh, and just the fact he could do a handstand. I, mean, I don't know that I could get my body you know, upright yeah. in the upside down state. But, but he you know, would talk to me about meditation as a teenager and stuff. And he's like, oh, this would help you center yourself, you know, and whatever, connect, you know, with the world. And, and I always... I tried it. I gave it an honest shot. He even gave me some cassette tapes, you know, back in the 80s when you had cassette tapes. Right. But I, I would sit there and think, okay, what am I, What is not thinking? Is thinking like a blank white space? Okay, well, no, that's kind of thinking. You're thinking of something. about something, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
oh, okay, well, then I'll think of blackness, uh, you know, nothingness. Well, then yeah, I'm thinking, thinking of something. About it, right. I'm thinking about nothingness. <laughs> so what do I think about when I'm not thinking? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what do you mean just sit there and not think? Right. So you're talking about sleep. Because <laughs> I can sleep. I know how to do that. Well, let me tell you, I, I've recently, a few months ago, downloaded like a sleep meditation thing. Yeah. And it seems like every night I put it on and I don't even get through like the introduction of, all right, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> like, I'm out. <sighs> yeah. It's on logs. Yeah. So it works for me. Man, right. I go to, as soon as I put that thing on, I'm, I don't think I've heard farther than a minute and a half into right. this. And it's the same one. So, you know, they try to sell you new ones. There are different stories and different <laughs> yeah. journeys. Listen, I got to get through this one before I'm going to be ready for it's another like, one. It's like 35 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> so every time I listen to it, it's you know, almost like brand new. Hey, yeah. <laughs> this is great. I never heard this part before. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, man. So, uh, so here's what we kind of agree on is... The power of your thought can influence your life in a positive or negative way. Right. You know, I've known people that, again, they think, well, you know, I'm not good enough for that job. I'm not even going to apply for that job. Right. Or my spouse is probably cheating on me. So, you know, I, I, I just know they are. I just haven't caught them yet. Right. Or, you know, it goes on the other way. Uh, I'm going to come in and sell a car today. Right. You know, today's going to be a great day. Um. You know, these things can literally, and even if they don't directly interfere with the physical plane of your existence, it makes you recognize what you want to recognize right. so that you can reinforce, hey, I'm smart, I figured it out. What you're focused on, yeah. right? I mean, you know, we, we say that in dealerships, you know, I mean, what we focus our attention on in a dealership gets better, right? right? It's a car gods, it's whatever, but... You know, typically what will happen is we'll see this thing isn't happening. So we'll focus our attention. This thing needs to start happening and we'll share it amongst the team. And this thing needs to start happening and that'll start happening. But something else will fall off. Yeah. Right. So then we go, oh, okay, now let's readjust and uh, then we get that better. And it's whatever we focus our attention on is going to get better. Well, same vein. If we're focusing our attention on the positive and the, you know, what the potential is. What and, we're going to accomplish. Right. Yeah. Our expectations then yeah then then that's what we get yeah but if we're focusing on the things people aren't doing or the way i'm failing or what what bad things will probably happen right then those things are what you're emphasizing in your life and that's what you're going to notice more absolutely whether you know what they say about like playing poker i was just watching poker on tv the other day and they asked a guy you know you've won like eight world championships and you've also lost a few big pots. We've seen you on TV lose like three big hands, you know, down to the very final right. hand. And they said, which ones do you remember the most? And he said, well, I mean, I, he said, I tend to focus on the wins, you know. I focus <laughs> on the joy of the wins. Right. Well, that guy's probably going to win more. Oh, absolutely. You know? Well, obviously. I mean, the guy did win more, yeah. right? I mean, he was a very successful poker player. Yeah. And and I, I think it's it's uh, kind of the you know hand in glove is you know that that positive thinking is drawing the positive to you and uh, and then you you experience more positivity. I know you know a buddy of mine got a big corporate job right and he was 
you, you know, had just had kind of a, a entry level position and he applied for this, this job and he went to go interview for it, but it was at the end of the day after he had been through multiple interviews mm -hmm. and he said, you know, he was just tired and he just, you know, was over the interview process. And this was a job. He, he was doing the interviews? Or he, he no, was he, was, he was the interviewee. Okay. okay. He was being interviewed. He was for being a job. interviewed. And he had so already done several He, he had had multiple, right. He had oh. just set up, you know, I mean, he okay. had a day off and he was trying to get a better job. So okay. he had applied for all these different ones and a number of them had reached out to him to come in to interview. All right. So we scheduled them all. He day. was at the last interview of the day and he was just kind of over it. So he just, you know, he just said, I just slumped down. I just sat down in the chair and was like, all right, what, what do you have to offer me? Right. I mean, not a uh, nervous, you know, oh, yes, sir. No, sir. He was just like, all right, what do you got? And he got the job. And he's like, I know I got the job because I wasn't in there, you know, Trying overly impressed with their title or whatever. He was in there like, all right, what do you got? Right. What do you going to offer me? Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I want it, but go, go ahead. Sell me on it. And they were like, well, hey, here's what we can do. And he's like. And I don't know that that's a perfect analogy for the power positive, but it was, I think it was, you know, you can employ the positive to, you know, that, that nervous energy sometimes is a detractor, right? You know, I mean, uh, in dealing with people where you're, oh God, I'm afraid, you know, well, yeah, they just say being able to relax, you know, and bring your, you know, back to what you said, you're your heart in sync with you know your brain whatever, whatever that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your brain and your hemisphere and your heart yeah, brain, yeah, and your heart's beating and some vibrations <laughs> going on i don't know cells exploding uh whatever the heck that that stuff is but yeah it's, what the bottom line is when you're and probably that nervous energy comes from the fear of a negative result right right, right. so they they say uh, oh god they're not gonna like me yeah. i have to impress them they say thinking about the future creates anxiety, you know, worrying about what the future holds. Right. Thinking about the past brings on depression, right? <laughs> right? Because you think of your regrets. And, you know, again, that comes down to your way of thinking. Are you excited and, and hopeful about the future? Or are you worried about what may happen in the future? Right. Are you happy and content with the, the, your past and the, your past experiences or you know there's a book out there called the present which talks you, about you've this. brought it up many times i love it. It, it it talks about living in the present you know you can't control the past you can't control the future unless you you know are doing so with with your thoughts and energy right but yeah that's uh Worry about the right now, which is totally off subject. We might just delete this. We really don't. Yeah, but I, I think it's not too far off. You know, I mean, think about, you know, it's the next step. It's, you know, being positive, being proactive. What can I do today to, you know, impact today, to make today a better day or, you know, in, in planning for the future? If you're a religious person, you know, by any denomination, you know, Wiccan or Muslim or Christian or Jewish, whatever. Yeah. I read somewhere that believing in a higher power is an agreement to give them trust, you know, that they have more power than you, yeah. you know, to influence the world around you, to influence the future, that kind of thing. And that by worrying, that's a form of doubt, which right. is kind of a, 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 the absence of faith. Right. Right. So if you are religious at all in any denomination, then you have faith in a higher power. Right. Then you ought to 
make a concerted effort to give that power the faith that things are going to work out. Yeah. And there's something out there beyond my control that is influencing my steps in order to have, you know, on my side, basically. Yeah. And, And by doubting that, you're doubting the higher power. Right. You're saying that they don't have the power to... Yeah, and or now it's all on me, and yeah. God, what a stressor that is. Yeah, <laughs> because right. if it's all up to me, oh, crap. <laughs> so, Well, all right, man. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us. I know we kind of rambled. We got on different topics, but the bottom line is everybody in the world has the power to control their future and their present by looking at things through a positive light and expecting good things. Right. So go do it. Jerk. <laughs> Go be positive, you moron. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I think we should walk into our next consulting gig and be like, Look, I could tell you on a bunch of negative right. Nancy's oh, over know, here. I what the hell is going on? <laughs> tell you what. Call me when you get positive and I'll come back and help you fix everything. All right. Well, yeah, we do. We appreciate everybody listening and uh, that's it for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales yeah, Meeting. We'll see you soon. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. So just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. You've got it. Great.